it's Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> it's the Ben's Brunani woman is baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it here. Hard time scrolling for your long drawers You might learn something you never know Collect you find And she's one of a kind Don't say you mind Say you mind When Max doesn't kill you You get stronger You went that much harder Max couldn't win this shit on his own Thank you Thank you all Thank you all for returning to this podcast I am Kalechi Okafor and I am furious. I'm fucking fuming. I'm so gutted and I'm just having to record this podcast lying down because what the actual fuck. But we're not getting to that until much later. You're listening to SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, suck your mum. And my God, the FIA, Michael Massey, Christian Horner, Max Verstappen, all of you, man, suck out, suck out. I don't even care if it's now like, oh, you know, now we can't work with you because I will say what I want to say. I don't give a, I don't give a eck. I don't give a eck. I don't give a fuck, man. I am a builder of kingdoms. Even if I don't work in one official capacity with Formula One, I'll build my own kingdom right outside and we'll have a great fucking time. And that's what I've been doing anyway, because I will not be silenced for the sake of, oh, you know, if you want to work with these people, you can't say this, you can't say that. I'll say what I need to say because the anti-blackness is rife. But again, I'm already getting into the thing. So let me just slow down. As you know, Lewis Hamilton did not win the world championship. He was very close. In fact, he was very ahead, 11 seconds ahead, in fact. But, you know, white supremacy be supremacing. So we'll leave that right there until later on. But how are you lot? How are you doing? Because I know that for those of us who are watching the race, we are definitely, definitely feeling it. But you know, let's get into the things. Let's get into the things, baby boys, baby girls, and baby non-binaries. Thank you for coming back for another week. And if this is your first time listening, my God, you're in for a wild ride. Um, yeah, I'm just so, oh man, I'm so gutted. Not to the extent that I would cry because I'm not that kind of, I think I would have cried out of happiness, but not out of disappointment because yeah, I'm just not really built like that. Um, anyway, like I said, we'll talk about it later. So what have I been up to in the past week or so? So I hosted the, um, well, co-hosted the Black Minds Matter end of year soiree, which was absolutely beautiful. So big up yourself, um, Black Minds Matter, the founder, Agnes, big up you lot, because it was an absolutely beautiful event. Um, I got to stay at the Standard Hotel. It was absolutely gorgeous. I, I remember I was just lying down on the bed thinking, wow, like you see when you just talk from the heart, really nice things come your way, you know? And imagine staying in a hotel that is like the the room is bigger than your actual flat. It's nice to be able to do these lovely things. And I pray that more things in 2022 come my way because I've really been out here 
to be honest. So it was really lovely to be able to co-host that event for them because they're doing incredible work. And it's also important to remember that 97% of the donors to Black Minds Matter UK um, are white or this is not black. And so while we might be like, yeah, well, reparations, they're the ones causing the racial trauma. So they should be paying for it. You should also remember that by that same metric, they can now turn around tomorrow and be like, I've done enough allyship for the last 10 months. I, I want to stop that membership. If at any time they decide to stop that, who is funding for um, black people to go to therapy? Who's doing that? So I think that, you know, you lot have the cutest laced, um, you know, your wigs are, 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 what did you call them? You, you melt them, Abby. You lot are melting your lace, Abby five pounds a month out of melting your lace and you can help black minds matter uk that's the minimum five pounds donation per month like it could go such such a long way um because it's one thing celebrities posting about black minds matter and be like oh you can go here for resources to support your mental health but if you're not actually donating how do you expect them to keep doing the work that they're doing so everyone just needs to pull their finger out and support the people them in the way that they should. It was a beautiful night. Um, thank you, Coco, for styling me. Um, yeah, we it was a beautiful collaborative po- process because Coco um, tried to get some dresses, but I guess with the fashion awards and everything, some the dresses that we wanted initially weren't even going to come through. However, when I was going to go to the King Richard premiere, I'd already bought this dress that I had. I didn't end up wearing. I wore another dress. So I took that with me to the hotel and we ended up going with the dress that I'd initially bought as well as um the bag shoes and jewelry that Coco had sourced and it just looked beautiful obviously by the end of the night I changed into my Crocs because do 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 Crocs gang Crocs gang um yeah so I changed into my Crocs um but yeah I uh, couldn't get a hairstylist but my hair was cute I bought you know them wrapper lock um wires that I told you about I basically had that um and I went to the hairdressers to put that in sat under the dryer and then just kept it in for the whole day then unraveled them and um it looked cute and Mata the baby girl Mata Marielle um she did my makeup it was absolutely gorgeous like oh just absolutely gorgeous I love the makeup artists that when they do my skin my skin looks the same color as the rest of my body I don't understand this one where you're looking four shades lighter it just looks very, very mad. So I like looking like my actual skin color. Um, yeah, it was beautiful. It was just, it felt almost serendipitous at points. It was just gorgeous. And my good sis Hadan was there as well. Tien came along. Um, it was nice to, you know, have friends there and to be able to catch up with them and just share in that energy, share in that special moment. And we really, really got to dance. That was the best part. I haven't been dancing in ages. And I've realized that my body is so different because since the I would say since the miscarriage I haven't really been dancing I haven't and dancing is one of the things that brings me absolute um pure joy so we were basically saying that since 2018 I haven't actually danced prior to that remember I was teaching like two classes a week in terms of like twerk and things like that and then um apart from that I was also teaching pole so I was always in that zone of really re um you know, reigniting and recharging my, my sacral, um, my sacral region, my sacral chakras, um, or just that energy generally. But because I haven't done that, I understand now why I just felt so kind of blah over the past few years, because I come by and I do all of these things and yeah, great things happen. But I just think that somewhere I just exist on this baseline of just like, 
I don't know if I'm transmuting other people's grief or whether it's a combination of my own grief, but there's just like this bed of sadness. But I guess, like, wouldn't it be there when we're living in this kind of Babylon that we're living in, you know? But um, yeah, so I've just made a point to myself that I should definitely dance more, get back to my dancing. It was actually nice because I um, did a workshop at the studio the other day for all the teachers at the studio, all the pole teachers at the studio. And it just felt so great to be in that zone again, to be able to give of myself from the knowledge that I have about pole dance and to be able to assist them in getting certain moves. And it was just beautiful, man. But then back to the Black Minds Matter event, we were all having a great time. Obviously the nature of the event, sometimes ops will be invited that you know ops being people that I don't chat to the people that literally try to take me out not too long ago but I'm always going to keep it cute because I'm a what I'm a profesh I'm a more professional more classy more shit I want trashy girls do you understand so I'm not a trashy babe do you get me so I always keep it cute especially when I'm working um so I'm at the coat check you there's no coat check we're at a party and there's no coat check so where am I going to put my coat? On the sofa? If you don't get that reference, you don't watch Real Housewives of Atlanta. Um, but anyway, I was at the coat check trying to switch my sparkly shoes for my Crocs. And then this black guy stands next to me and he goes, oh, you're actually really nice in person, you know. You're really nice in person. I wasn't expecting that. Like, I'm not going to lie, your tweets scare me. You know, when I see your name trending you know, you, your, your online presence scares me. It's a shame that the way that you are in person doesn't carry over online. And there was that moment in my soul where I was just like, Jesus of East Croydon and surrounding areas. Why do you allow for these black men to just come and attack me for no reason? Because that's not a compliment. And if only, if all you know is me on Twitter you don't even know Instagram. And that's the thing. A lot of these people that like to say wild things about me only base it on random tweets that kind of fly across their timeline. They are not interacting with my other tweets where I'm talking about the TV shows that I'm watching. I'm actually going to get onto that shortly. They're not talking about those things. They don't see my Instagram where I'm running banter, running jokes. They don't see any of that, but they, they are committed to having this one version of me in their heads based on the odd tweet that might fly across their timeline from time to time. Like, I'm not responsible for you being scared of me. At the end of the day, you can't even hear my voice, which I'm surprised by because you would have seen my viral videos, millions, baby, millions of views, baby, millions, yeah? But, like, is it, fl- is that what, is that, I'm, I'm, I've been out of the market, off the market for, for a while, but is that what you lot call flirting? Because it feels a bit like, what what's that term that you lot are using? Negging, where you're, saying something negative about someone but trying to say it in a way that sounds banterful or not gonna lie I'm scared of you and it's a shame that your personality here doesn't carry over onto Twitter well it actually does and if you are not privy to it then that's a you problem that's not really a me problem but I kept it cute you know something in me was just like Kalechi people are going to be converted towards the baby girl light whether they like it or not So I just gave him a quick hug and I was just like, you know what? I'm just glad that you get to see another facet to my being. And I just kept it moving. But yeah, I just don't get those kind of statements. It's the same as the other guy the other week when he was just like, oh, you didn't get as many claps. You were saying some things that slap, but you didn't get as many claps as Kelechi. Why are you not on my dick? Why? Why? I'm just a baby girl in a baby world. Like... Let me breathe. 
oh god it was so weird i'm still trying to dissect what happened there but as always i just kept it cute because i was just like if i now start breaking down the problematic nature of what's just been said to me it will now be like oh here kalechi goes again attacking people but why am i the one having to second guess myself when i was literally just minding my business only to be told that basically i don't like you online but now i've seen you in person i think you're okay that's the basis of what we're saying and why am i kind of subjected to that constantly because people have this per- perception of me that i'm unbreakable oh i can break all in fact more are broken i have broken i am broke leave me alone leave me alone and then later on and um, we were by the photo booth and he was like come and take a picture with me and i just thought again if i don't now say yes it's gonna look like oh, i'm being a cow took the picture did they did they did anyone save the photo on that selfie machine no so again it felt like a power play then power moves there i don't really know but i just get so tired of feeling like everywhere there is some kind of battle and i've always got to be gracious kind of like lewis hamilton people put things in your way they set traps they put obstacles in your way and then you overcome them and then you've still got to be gracious and it just gets a bit tiring i'm you know between me and you man man being you know gender neutral in this situation i am really considering just coming offline permanently like we're going into my 12th house perfection year and you know the 12th house is the house of like um you know hidden things imprisonment some kind of you know it's referred to as well and kind of like things happening behind the scenes and i've just gotten to the point where i'm just like fuck it upon all of the things that i've done the way that i built my platform all of that initially before i had the numbers that i had you lot were like oh um you're not invited to such and such or you don't get gifted or given such and such um opportunities or things because you don't have that many followers but now i've got more followers than the people that you are usually choosing so and still those things are those specific things aren't coming so there is a lie somewhere and we need to get to the bottom of that lie but i say that and i'm not saying that from a worries me perspective because i know that i'm highly blessed ever blessed blessed pom pom blessed everything do you get me but um you know you have to call a spade a spade you know um you have to call a sponge a sponge sometimes some people don't know that it's a sponge because they don't use it on their legs but um you know i'm just doing these things and it just gets a bit upsetting at times and i'm just like i wouldn't be surprised if it gets to 20 it gets to the 31st of december 2021 and i'm like actually deactivating all my accounts and i'm not coming back that's it like i'll focus on the studio and be doing other things i'm i'll record the podcast to a certain point but maybe i'm just feeling down because of this um race but it is something honestly that i've been considering for a while because literally the numbers mean nothing you lot say that you got to go and get the numbers to get the things i got the numbers and you're still like mm, can't do this can't do that so fuck it because actually what we're dealing with is misogynoir and actually the more visible i become the more i'm subjected to the fragility of men not just you know a specific demographic of men just men generally and and also the unchecked um internalizations misogynistic internalizations of other women why do i have to be there you know why why because i'm not um unbreakable while i am under the 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 protection of spirit that looks after me but you know like in human form it just gets a bit much and you're having a good time you're doing what needs to be done and then somebody says something like that and you're just like what the fuck man more time because i don't really go around saying things like that to people i don't really talk and when i do talk i'm only ever speaking words of like affirmation over people's lives like if people really really deep it i send lots of emojis because i don't like to type 
um, I'd never really find that I have the words in those kind of situations. So I might double tap or send an emoji because that's really all I can convey. I don't like talking too much, she says, as she has a podcast that runs for two hours. Um, so yeah, so that was that. That was um, rather odd, but overall it was an incredible event. I had a great time. Um, then I've been watching Harlem on Prime Video. Not going to give any spoilers, but it's a story or it's a series that follows, is it four black women, um, who live in Harlem and their friends. And it's just really, really cute. Um, the main thing I'll say that the reason it grew on me was because there's a man in there who's bi and he starts dating one of the characters, one of the protagonists. And I just love that there was no sort of like, oh, you're bi? I don't know how I feel about this because, oh my God, you sleep with men and you, you want to sleep with me? Oh my God, like, no, oh my God. It was just like, oh, cool. I thought I thought you were, you, you were just into men. So when you said that you like my titties, you really meant you like my titties? Oh, let's get it on. <laughs> let's get it on. And, you know, they got it on. And I really like that. I feel like we've moved a long way from that whole thing of like, oh my God, oh my God, he sleeps with men and he wants to sleep with me, oh my God. It's just ridiculous, man. So um, I really appreciated them for doing that. Some of the things I would have probably, there are some things I would have changed about the way that it was done. But overall, we can all agree that Megan Good is probably going to be extra fine for the entirety of her life. Like that woman is fucking stunning like from skin to eyes to nose to lips like body my god she is beautiful and she's been beautiful from day um yeah it was it was just really cute it was really really cute but my favorite character is Angie who um is in a in a show called Get Out the Musical and she just reminds me a lot of me in certain regards um kind of like the offhand things that I'll say if I'm with Sadiq like I say some really wild things um so yeah, so Harlem on Netflix, I'm not saying that it's out of this world amazing, but I'm just saying that there are certain aspects of it that really, really, you know, hit the mark. Like I'm, I was really impressed. Anyway, let's get on with the tarot for this week. I didn't even really put a question to spirit. I just said, you know, guide me because man's feeling it out here. Do you get me? And the first card that came out for us is the Ace of Pentacles in reverse. Then we've got the Seven of Swords. Then we've got the Two of Pentacles. And then we've got the Daughter of Wands in reverse. I'm using the Afro Goddess uh, tarot deck. Um, The theme of this uh, reading, and I guess like Lewis doesn't listen to the podcast. One day he will, trust me. But um, for all of us, I think that there's there needs to be this understanding of like delay is not denial. And when it looks like something that you really, really wanted was not given to you, understand that there are prayers that are being answered every time that you breathe in and breathe out that you do not even realize. Sometimes we think that we want certain things, but we should always remember that at the end of the things that we ask for, we should remember to say, if it is for my highest good, because it makes it that much easier when you face disappointments. I don't know, somebody stops, um, you know, your friends with benefits stops hollering at you or, you know, you like you don't get a promotion that you wanted at work or, um, or you don't win your eighth world championship. Do you get me? It can feel like, oh, that sucks. But always remember that the ending of your prayer should always be as it aligns with my highest good, because if it does not align with your highest good in the long run, then you are being protected from something. So that's not to say that you'll never have that thing. It's just saying that, there are numerous timelines that 
exist at any time. Like if you deep it, the time that you decided to listen to this podcast today, whatever day it is that you're listening to this, it might be, I don't know, three years down the line from me recording it, or you're listening to it at the time that it comes out, whatever the fuck, but you chose to listen to it at a certain time, which means that you were doing, you had to work your day around doing that thing, which means that you didn't do other things. So you've chosen a particular timeline and each decision that we make sets us off on different timelines because there's a multitude, right? And so sometimes you think that you want something and you're like, I want this thing, but you don't know the timeline that then the next decision and the next decision, what that's going to set you off on. Delay is not denial. And sometimes we don't get the things that we want straight away because there are still things that we need to clear out. Okay, sirens. Fucking hell. Um, There are still, what? They're really going for it. Um, Hopefully they're going to catch Boris Johnson. Anyway, um, because sometimes there are certain things to clear out. Um, seven of swords here is the idea of deception are you being deceitful or is some or are you being deceptive uh, deceptive or deceitful or is somebody else being that way towards you there needs to be a clearing out you need to have an understanding of who you are and who people are before some things can be given to you and I say all the time like there are people who I've I no longer talk to but at the time that we were talking I was just like oh we're gonna do this together and this together and this together in the future not realizing that they didn't have my best interest at heart so at the time when we fell out I was like oh well this is horrible but actually I'm looking at my life now and understand how they would have never fit into it so it's also understanding that sometimes the things don't happen because um the foundations are not yet ready or the surroundings that they need to be in are not yet ready and I feel like I've given this message before but you're asking for certain blessings but the blessings need to um have the optimal um environment to thrive in that's not to say that you need to beat yourself up or you did anything wrong. No, it's just saying that you will get your things, but you'll get your things at the time that it most aligns with your being and aligns with who you truly are. Because every day we're stepping, hopefully, further into our destiny and further into our true divinity, right? So I'm looking at certain things that I wanted maybe when I was 25, but now I'm 35. I don't really want the same things. And I've gone around, um, gone about doing things in a different way. I've grown, Right. You know that I know I've been changed. I know I've been changed. Cause the angels in heaven done sign my name. Oi, big boy tune, big boy tune. You've been changed. And it's interesting because I said that we'll get to start your motors later. But when we consider somebody like Lewis, up until like, I don't know, 2000 and I guess 16, I would say if we're pushing it, maybe even up to like 2018-ish, um, he wasn't, you know, presenting as his best self, basically. Um, but we all need a space to be able to grow. And I think that some of the things that he said or did were exacerbated um, by his environment because they really wanted to pin that narrative of the angry black brute onto him. So he was never afforded the space to kind of be who he is, the way that they're allowing Max Verstappen to be who he is. Like he so, he swears at the um, press, he does this, he does that. And they're just like, oh, it's just Max, you know, he's just passionate. He's just rare, rare, rare. But Hamilton does it and then it's a matting. So, but, but we see that he, he grows, he's grown a lot and he continues to grow. So I just pray for all of us that the blessings, the things that we truly desire in our heart of hearts finds us at the time that we are most ready to utilize those gifts um because we've got here two of pentacles um 
as the next card after the seven of swords like i said in the two of pentacles with the figure that's holding it ends up making the sign you know the eternity sign and they're in front of a big waterfall i'm not gonna sing don't go chasing waterfalls please stick to the rivers and you're fucking laying on the fucking track anyway um but honestly don't go chasing waterfalls you know stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to don't move too fast and that's another thing like i keep saying delay is not denial but if you're careering towards or careening is it towards um this outcome that you think that you want when you're not prepared for it you don't know how to break you don't know how to you know be able to handle the area that you're taking yourself into of course god's gonna like like slow you down a bit get you ready but also it's the energy of what goes around comes around you know that your heart is clean you know that you've been doing what you need to do cool like you'll get your things as long as your heart is clean you're doing what you need to do you're working from a space of you know um, divinity you're working from a place of integrity you will get your things eventually and what goes around it definitely motherfucking comes around okay and people will get what they need to get um but also it makes me think about the timelines that i'm talking about like at any time we're weighing up from one decision that we didn't take to the other decision that we did take every time we're following different timelines just bear that in mind and then the daughter of wands is here also known as the page of wands to kind of again remind us of the fact that sometimes the um new terrain that we want to enter we are not well equipped for it yet just yet and so some things might be delayed so we are fully ready when we enter into that new um space so we're able to withstand whatever it is that's happening um it's a lot of give and take at the end of the day and then the last card we've got here is number 27 from the wisdom of the oracle deck and it's number 27 we see a ballerina in a box and um a cat is trying to touch their hand and it says exchanging gifts let's see what it says so it says here the oracle's message you're entering into a productive and enriching time when all manner of opportunities are being offered to you you have everything you need to seize them yet in order to honor them you must put in the time, exchange your experience and skills and commit heart and soul to what you're choosing to pursue. You can do it. You have what it takes to be successful if you align with the law of giving and receiving. You must engage in a dance of give and take, push and pull, doing and being. If you let fear guide your choices, you could deplete yourself or create an imbalance. This is not a time to just do, do, do. I got do, do, do. You knew I was going to do it. Anyway, um, it says here, this is not a time to just do, do, do. Use your currency wisely and be mindful of the value others bring to your life. Um, the relationship message here says, love is an exchange of life force energy between two beings. It grows exponentially when it's reciprocated. You must give and receive in order for love to flourish and abundance to flow between you. Spirit wants you to start accepting all the blessings waiting for you, as well as offer the same gift in return. Open your heart and allow it to be filled. Let love in and let it flow out of you too. Love is truly yours today. Prosperity message says, all your hard work and efforts, your commitment to learning, creating and spending your time wisely pay off in ways you may not have been anticipating. The gift of yourself, your time, your ideas and the energy of your intentions are being reciprocated by the universe, which is sending you signs and signals, aligning synchronistic meetings and opportunities to bring you success and more. Everything is an exchange. Keep doing what you're doing. Goodwill comes back tenfold. The protection message says... 
be careful what you pray for because you just might get it and then realize you don't want to face the hefty price tag that comes with it what was I just saying what was I just saying thank you spirit for never making a liar out of me because you know it's not enough to be a cutie you still have to tell the truth as well anyway let's get back to it it says you may find yourself in a situation you've always desired but know you'll have to walk uh, what to say you know you have to walk away from or even fail at it because you can't or won't pay the dues it asks of you if you want to be a famous musician you have to practice your craft every day if you want to be a millionaire you have to be responsible for managing the money and paying the taxes well some people don't even a windfall bears a cost it's okay though because spirit will help you achieve balance over time another message here reminds you that being only the giver and not the receiver plays out in many relationships in your life where you find yourself in victim mode in a codependent dynamic or holding on to a false sense of control others may push you to continue to prove yourself the time has come to distance yourself from this kind of imbalance being aware of the need for both give and take is the first step to your true destiny it's all good and getting better not only can you handle this but you can flourish as a result of it and i think that that's really really true and i i feel like that's the um relationship I currently have when it comes to the public or it comes to social media and things like that there's a lot of giving and I know that there are those of you who are absolutely wonderful to me and you've gifted me so many beautiful things I still even need to use my um driving experience day in one of those fast cars thank you but you've gifted me so many things but in the largest uh, scale of things it's like always having to prove yourself like that guy coming up to me at the party going oh you're scary you scare me no you you scare me online but that's you being scared that's not me doing anything I'm not scary you are just scared but that would require me to then be careful of how I talk online when it's just like well no because I'm just saying what needs to be said so then I just think to myself like I was saying earlier like just come off the thing just come off socials come off everything and let everyone do what they're doing because when you don't have um your collectively chosen villain then you'll have to fight amongst yourselves and then you can leave me the fuck alone but um yeah I think that was a beautiful message but it's just reminding yourself that delay is not denial like you'll get your things you'll get your things at the time that they most align to your true self and for you to be able to um use uh those gifts that come your way in the optimal fashion so that's that for the tarot this week i'm going to pick up the first of this week's show sponsors who are better help and will jump to share your magnificence is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals maybe because at the last minute with one lap to go, people decide to done your dance for no good reason. Well, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counselling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide and you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counsellor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counsellors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counselling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. And um, yeah, 
visit betterhelp.com forward slash your mind. That's betterhelp.com forward slash your mind and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health uh, with the help of an experienced professional. Um, They're recruiting more counsellors, in fact, because everybody's loving them. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Say Your Mind listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com forward slash your mind. So go and get into it. So the uh, we'll now move on to Share Your Magnificence. My first Share Your Magnificence this week is a letter. Let's see what we have here. So the letter says, Dear Kelechi, I hope all is well with you and yours. I hail you as the queen you are and pray that every good and perfect gift will locate you with no problem. This email feels way overdue for me, working in the education system with a predominantly black and brown student body, but I'm a minority black and brown staff, remains a head trip, a heartbreak and an emotionally exhausting experience. But I remain on the rock face, chipping away with the weapons of my warfare, trying to make life as comfortable as possible for the young people I care for and as uncomfortable as a scotch bonnet in an asshole for the pussy clerks who seem to have the opposite agenda. Wonderful. I love it. Phew. Run on sentences. My English teacher would knock my head. <laughs> Rather than an email about the many fuckeries I've uh, witnessed and experienced, I would like to share some magnificence. So in efforts to become an anti-racist and anti-sexist school, ha, clown emoji, side eye emoji, we have an uh, off timetable day um, each half term to focus on educating and exploring values and re-education. Last half term, we were focused on anti-racism. I suggested we offered the students the opportunity to share from their own perspectives and offered SYM as the model. And that's what we did. Share your magnificence, so you mad and speak your mind. I told the students this was really suck your mum and they loved it. <laughs> I was running around from group to group and I was so proud, Kelechi. They spoke eloquently and emotively about the issues that m- matter to them most. When sharing magnificence, I heard young women tooting their own horns and blowing their own trumpets, acknowledging the ways that they were great or they are great. Young men sharing their passion for writing and poetry and art. My cup truly overflowed. It was only afterwards I thought I should have taken some videos and pics, but I was so glad. But I was also glad I didn't. All too often, their pain and experiences are touted and promoted around school as marketing campaigns, and their humanity is lost. Anyway, this half term, the focus is on preventing gender-based sexual violence, and I suggested we either listen to clips from the SYM podcast and watch some of your Instagram videos, specifically ones where you speak about the subject. Um, they will then have the opportunity to once again be baby boys, baby girls and baby non-binaries and share their minds. I'm ensuring honour is given where it is due and everyone is aware that the model we are honouring is yours. I hope I haven't overstepped my boundaries in any way, um, overstepped boundaries in any way. I'll try to get some voice notes together and send them into you. You are inspiring a new generation to be vocal and outspoken, to celebrate greatness and invite anyone who needs it to take a straw and liberally suck their mothers. What greater legacy is there? Lots of love. Thank you so much for that, because I think that that coming after what I just said about just packing it all in in terms of social media and in some regards, the podcast it's it's important to remember that that's what all of this is about. And I've always said that the podcast is pretty much like um a love letter to myself that's the only reason I ever really wanted to make it. it's like a personal journal in fact that's the categories in you know in the podcasting categories it's just about me really you know and Sadiq for a certain time um and so leaving a piece of myself um with people to 
be able to kind of ponder on years from now I think that that's um, a beautiful thing so thank you for that two slaps on the chests of the wonderful babes the wonderful babes at Lillian Bayless school big up yourselves for doing wonderful things and um I look forward to seeing you all again um because I know I saw some of you before or have you left now well I just I really like your vibe and you've got a great teacher um proper baby girl and keep doing what you're doing. I love to see it. So my next Share Your Magnificence actually goes out to Meg the Stallion, who is now Meg the Graduate. Like Megan the Stallion has really been doing bits, really been doing bits, really been doing bobs. Not the, just the fact that she can wrap her ass off, but she lost two parents. Both her parents died. She got shot in the foot by that pussy clot, um, what is his name? That's always remixing people's songs and doesn't have any um, imagination. Tory Lanes, another one that doesn't know how to stay in his own actual lane. Um, that short devil. Anyway, like Megan really just had to overcome so, so much. So, so much. And yet here she is with um, a bachelor's in, um, a bachelor of science in health administration. Like, that is so beautiful. I found it funny that... <laughs> <clears throat> I found it funny that when um, she was on the stage receiving her certificate, uh, the people that were on the stage with her, who I guess are like professors, lecturers and all of that, one of them wanted a selfie, make a video with her because, yeah, like she's a real ass celebrity and she's out here still doing her work. And she didn't at any point like phone it in. She she was going to lecture. She was doing all of the things. And I just think that's so beautiful to see, like somebody so dedicated to their own betterment and that's not to say that you must go through academia to achieve such no it's just the fact that she chose that that's what she wanted to do for herself and she stuck at it while still shaking her booty on stage and things like that and managed to achieve it and that goes again to that stupid um idea that these false binaries that you can't shake your ass and be smart or you can't shake your ass and be doing other things in the meantime like there you go there's the proof like she walks around wearing pom-pom shorts all of that stuff, she's singing about her wet ass pussy, and here she is also with a degree to go with that wet ass pussy, you see it, so, you know, bad mind won't prosper, it feels like it today that they have in terms of Red Bull, or those raggedy bitches, but um, in terms of, you know, Megan the Stallion, she really did that, so two slaps on your chest, Meg, Meg the graduate, it's beautiful to see, big up yourself, okay, so that is, um, that's that for um share your magnificence i think yeah yeah that's that for share your magnificence anyway let's jump to so you mad then because people were clearly clearly very very mad this week one of the stories that i saw that was really unnerving i think it was about a white woman um why is this thing shaking around this white woman that wanted to um um kidnap black children just very odd very very odd state of affairs um let's see if it comes up just horrible things and it just goes to show like how um yeah like just black children are just going missing all of the time all of the time and it's only you know by sheer luck that somebody was able to clock this it says here Detroit police officers who noticed something peculiar about a woman and four children in a van they stopped for a traffic violation saved the youngsters from a kidnapping, authorities say. 
The Tuesday stop on the city's northwest side um, and the arrest of a woman accused of abducting the youngsters, an 11-year-old boy, an 8-year-old girl, a 7-year-old girl and a 5-year-old boy were detailed Friday in court um, at a news conference where the children's mother tearfully thanked the officers for rescuing them. Stephanie Marie Binder, 37, was arraigned in 36th District Court on four counts of kidnapping, child enticement, four counts of unlawful imprisonment, one count of unlawfully driving away from um, um, of an automobile, and one count of receiving and concealing stolen a stolen property motor vehicle. She was given a bond of five million dollars. Good. Um, one of the prosecutors said is quite frankly terrifying. These kids were simply walking to school on a Tuesday morning and are essentially lured and taken into the van. If the officers hadn't pulled them over, who knows where these children would be? Um, according to the Wayne County Prosecutor's Office, Detroit police officers stopped a car with a woman and the children inside after the vehicle went through a red light about 7.30 a.m. Tuesday on Grand River and Evergreen on the city's northwest side. Binder, according to statements in court, um, was driving around in a van that allegedly was marked like it belonged to a daycare centre. Fucking hell. When officers approached the passenger side of the vehicle, they observed the four children in the backseat of the van, which allegedly had been stolen, according to the prosecutor's office. The defendant allegedly lured the children into the van by telling them she was taking them to school and told the officers who stopped her the same thing. But the officers, while questioning the driver, noticed the children's body language, which showed they did not know the woman and were in trouble. Officers took the driver into custody and safely returned the children to their family. Um, Binder, who um, initially said um, the kidnapped children were hers, eventually admitted that she did not know them. Um, she said that the... Um, you know, while they said that the kidnapping is every parent's worst nightmare, which it is. Um, Binder has an extensive criminal history that includes retail fraud and a prior felony involving a fatal accident. She was just discharged from parole in April. A probable cause conference for Binder is scheduled for December 14th and a preliminary examination is scheduled for December 21st. Um, during a Friday news conference um, at the police headquarters, the officers were commended for their great police work, especially for noticing the behaviour of the defendant and the children in the van. Um, the body language of the driver was off. The body language of the children was off. Um, thankfully, our officers that made the traffic stop had the instinct and intuition to ask the next question and not just write the ticket. If they had done that, we would be having a very different conversation. And that is just so wild to me. Like, she fully this was premeditated to have a car that is um, meant to appear like a day set, uh, like a daycare, you know, vehicle. And then ask these four children to get in that you're going to take them to school. Like, whoa, this is what I'm saying. How children are just going missing all the time. Absolutely wild that they caught her. And it's wild that they caught her because usually police officers tend to believe white women. So the fact that that happened and they were still like, mm, no, something ain't right. And they're like, nope something ain't right about this white um and then when it's black children as well considering that all oh, you know police are usually like well she must be doing something to help like everything that happened there just goes against what one would expect when it's concerning police and um white women and black children so i'm just glad that they're okay and who knows what else she could have done before i know that they said she just got out on parole or something um but whatever she could have done before then because it doesn't seem like this is her first time at the rodeo but that's just really really um scary but i'm glad that the children um are okay because yeah very very wild very very wild behavior um and then i guess we get on to the 
you know, the absolute hellscape that is British politics at the moment. So everyone's calling for Boris Pussy Clark Johnson to resign because, and you know, it's funny, I think it was Toby Rachel that mentioned the other day about the fact that um, Johnson isn't even like his surname, surname. I know that we know that it's also called Fethel, but actually they said that he had like a Turkish surname or, you know, and that was changed. He's, was it his parents or something? Um, his family changed um, the name. <coughs> Pardon me. His family changed his name for them, for him to be known um, as Johnson. It's very odd, but I know that a lot of people do it. Even the royal family, they weren't um, Mountbatten or, or is it Windsor or whatever they call themselves. They weren't that. Again, everyone's just switching their names to um, assimilate more with whiteness while they do bad mind things. Very odd. Um, but yeah, they the latest scandal is that the PMs or the MPs rather had um, a Christmas party last year during lockdown when everybody else wasn't allowed to see their family. They were having Christmas parties and having a great time. Um, so that's become a lot of the focus. People were sharing their experiences saying like, I couldn't see my family. I couldn't see my dad. I couldn't see this. I couldn't see that. I couldn't see my child, but you lot were partying. That's absolutely wild. Um, but while everyone was showing outrage over that, um, they managed to, uh, kind of s- slip in the, is it borders and nationality bill? Is it nationality and borders bill, whichever way around, which basically means that you could be stripped of your citizenship if they consider you to not be like wholly natively British. You can be stripped of your citizenship if you move mad. Now, somebody was in my mentions when I mentioned this on Twitter saying that, oh, well, I thought that this was just safe for criminals. So what's the issue? But you're full. And of course, it was written by a white person. They really like to come and move mad in my mentions. Um, Criminality is seen as inherent to blackness so even if in your mind this um new bill is safe for criminals they the government shift who is considered a criminal at any time so no shut up um but what's mad is that you won't even know in most cases you won't even know that you've been stripped of your citizenship until you're trying to enter back into the country and that's absolutely wild to me i was thinking to myself like rah so i would have gone i don't know to new york and i'm coming back and they're like oh no girl computer computer says no well they wouldn't say that would they in an american accent but you get what i mean i'm not getting back in god forbid so it's just all very sinister very very sinister and um it got voted through easily very very easily um and it's just sad what Preeti patel is doing what boris johnson is doing to people and what this allows for them to do like it's a fascist government that's like really what we what we're in and people aren't really deep in it because i think that generally the british public are delusional so they won't want to accept that this is literally where we're at like they love to chat shit about hitler and them man constantly not realizing that what did he well we know what he did mainly but you know that there are other things that he did that you lot are replicating so what is truly the difference it's it's really it's just really wild to me to see everything that's happening meanwhile because now people are calling for um johnson's resignation and i know that what's it allegra stratton who was his um um spokesperson or whatever or press officer she got um she resigned last week crying her eyes out like your white women tears don't work here because there's a video that was leaked of her um prepping for a press conference and they were running banter about this party that should not have happened and everybody's proper key keying and it just goes to show the contempt that the government 
like the Tory government that they have for us because it's just like haha they can't do that and we can do this and we're living our best lives remember when Hancock ran up that mad bill for takeaways was it on Deliveroo and when he was questioned about it um he was uh was it Kay Burley who whoever was questioning him about it and he was like oh yeah but we've been working night and day we've been working really hard for the people to get to the bottom of this no you haven't been working you were there rubbing faces because you don't have lips you were rubbing faces with that um woman that Oliver Bonus's wife woman rubbing faces with her and trying to grab her lumbar vertebrae um meanwhile people were struggling so I feel like even those takeouts and everything else they were having raging parties all the time they were doing up enjoyment all of the time while other people were told that they could not see their families it's just absolutely wild and now while while we can say that oh it's to protect people and to stop the spread no wonder them lot were getting um covid left right and center as in the mps because you were partying in a way that you were telling other people not to it's just disgusting but yeah allegra was crying nobody gives a fuck um and so she's had to step down um but you know dominic cummings xoxo gossip girl he's still very much gunning for boris johnson because then he another video miraculously appeared this week that was leaked of um boris doing a quiz show or something and it looks like the person's watching via zoom on their tv and you know it's like they were partying all of the time basically and while yeah we are focusing on that the biggest threat is the fact that this bill has passed i mean it's still got to go through the house of lords but i don't imagine them going oh no actually forget it because they want to punish people they want to punish you um or have basically tears to citizenship where your tear can be removed or your citizenship can be removed from you at any motherfucking time and it's disgusting what i did find um funny though was that boris johnson gets to investigate himself so he released a statement last week saying that um he's satisfied what is it it says here um <clears throat> the event which the prime minister did not event took um to, did not attend took place on 18th of december with a source telling the bbc several dozen people attended but the covid restrictions operating at the time banned such get-togethers number 10 has refused to explain how partygoers complied despite days of questioning by the reporters um the mirror said last year's official downing street christmas party was cancelled due to restrictions but staff held an unofficial gathering a source who attended later told the bbc that the party games were played food and drink were served and a party went on past midnight um asked during a visit on tuesday whether a party had taken place mr johnson responded what i can tell you is that all the guidelines were observed no they weren't asked whether he was he had personally investigated the gathering he replied i have satisfied myself that the guidelines were followed at all times but how can you investigate yourself how can you investigate yourself and that's what's so wild about this like the same behavior that boris is um, demonstrating now if a black um president or prime minister were to do that in their own country it would be like oh no they're not democratic they're not doing this they're not civilized they're not doing this but he just gets to decide that he didn't break the rules even though he clearly did that's some motherfucking privilege right there it's disgusting and just lies all of the time um it goes on to say any party that um, at downing street would have breached the government's guidelines at the time um this guidance for the christmas period said um although there are exemptions for work purposes you must not have a work christmas lunch or party um where that is a primarily social activity and it's not otherwise permitted by the rules in your tier um 
The other question is whether it should have been illegal. London at the time was in tier three and the law banned gatherings of two or more people indoors unless it was reasonably necessary for the work, which it was not. Um, uh, but yeah, I just, oh, I don't know. Obviously that plant, Keir Starmer said, we don't need a criminal investigation. We need a prime minister who is honest about it. Well, he's not going to be honest, is he? Um, he says, I think that what should happen now is the prime minister should be honest. Well, that's not going to happen. They know that party took place. They know what happened. Have the guts to be honest about it. He literally says the bare minimum. Keir Starmer is an op. He's a mole. He just says the absolute bare minimum. And it's just really disgraceful to see who you're meant to be the leader of the opposition. And actually you do not oppose anything really at all. That is just a sad state of affairs. But in all the shaggery where the, 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 they were sending out um, emails to all of the other MPs saying that they should deny that a party ever took place, that everybody should hold the line and deny the party or deny this, deny, 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 deny. When they did decide that they couldn't deny anymore, whose party do you think that they mentioned? Of course, it was the black um, um, MP, Sean Bailey, the one who was previously running for mayor of London against Sadiq Khan. It's his party that they suddenly remembered um, that took place. And this is what I mean. Good for you. Good for you. Or you black conservatives. Good for you. This is what you deserve. You deserve to be flogged like the delusional dimwits that you are because you really think that this party is going to protect you. This anti-black party is going to protect you. Of all the parties that took place, it's your one that they chose to throw you under the bus. Meanwhile, you came so whew, dangerously close, dangerously close to beating um, Sadiq Khan in the mayoral elections. And this is why our parents always said when we were growing up that just because you see those people over there doing something doesn't mean that you should go and join them and do it because if anybody's going to get caught, my guy, it's you that they're going to choose first. And so trust and believe it's his party that they're now like, yeah, that took place. And, um, you know, we're really disappointed. We're really shocked and he should consider resigning. That's how, you know what? You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And that's where you found yourself, Sean Bailey. That's what you deserve. If you want to do coonery, Coonery will come back to bite. Um, it really is that simple. Um, so that is is that that for So You Mad? Was there anything else that I wanted to talk about on So You Mad? No, no. So anyway, we'll jump to picking up the second of this week's show sponsors who are Skillshare, and we'll move on to start your motors. Vroom vroom bitch. Every human was born to create, whether you last picked up a paintbrush yesterday or when you were in primary school, you can explore your creativity and be inspired. Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning. With so much to explore and real projects to create and the support of fellow creatives, Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. And they've constantly got different um, classes that come up. I know one of the um, ones that are doing really well at the moment is the class by Jonathan Van Ness that's called The Ultimate Self-Care Playbook. Discover and nurture your centered self. Um, and that sounds great because I think that a lot of us need self-care and need all of that love and right now for ourselves. Um, so whether you're a dabbler or a pro, a hobbyist or a master, you're creative. 
Discover what you can make with uh, with classes for every skill level. Experience real improvements in hand-on projects, um, hands-on projects and classes designed for real life. Skillshare entire catalogue of um, classes now offers subtitles in Spanish, French, Portuguese and Dutch. Hmm. Skillshare is also incredibly affordable, especially when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops. An annual subscription is less than $10 a month. So explore your creativity at Skillshare.com forward slash straws. That's um, S-K-I-L-L-S-H-A-R-E dot com forward slash straws and get one month free trial of premium membership. That's one month free on premium membership at Skillshare.com forward slash straws. Whew. Okay, let's get to uh, start your motors. So for start your motors, I am in my feelings. I'm in my feelings because Lewis Hamilton did not win his eighth driver's championship. And he had it, he had it in the bag. But, you know, oh God, sometimes you just feel like, Babylon might just get you. Just feel like they just might get you. Because what the fuck? So, all the historical facts, um, all the historical stats were in Hamilton's favour. Um, every time he's gone on to win um, a world championship, the race that he's won it in, he's never been on pole position. And that was what we had today. So, he wasn't on pole position. He was P2. Um, Verstappen was in pole position. Um, and that's really, really interesting. But we'll come to that shortly. And on top of that, um, the driver that's gone on to win on any new circuit in a season goes on usually to win the championship. I say all of that to say that by those stats, Hamilton did everything that needed to be done. But the FIA decided to absolutely fuck it all up. Michael Massey, fuck you. Fuck you. I don't care if I'm never invited to another paddock again. Fuck you fuck you my god fuck you because from the moment they set off from the moment it was lights out bitch Hamilton was in the lead he kept a strong lead the entire time he was 11 fucking seconds ahead of Max Verstappen 11 seconds 11 11 seconds he was ahead of this guy and with 10 laps to go, you know, even Winch Spice came on the, um, on the mic to say, on the radio to say, you know what, you know, we're going to need a miracle, but it looks like these lot have got it. They've got a faster car. Even by your own admittance, you knew, you knew that Mercedes had absolutely bodied you. But then the FIA tried to interject. And I want to know where Joss Verstappen disappeared to when he stormed out, when it looked like Max was about to lose. I want to know where he stormed out to because I don't trust these people. I don't care. I don't fucking trust these people. And here I was being like, oh, you know, it'll be nice to have um, um, the, this sort of like endorsement um, from Formula One and these people for doing what I do. But you know what? Fuck everybody. You know, fuck everybody. I'm tired of playing by everybody else's rules because everybody else wants to lie. And I have to be the palatable black all the time. I'm not palatable. I'm spicy. Okay, I'm spicy, bitch. And that's not changing anytime soon. And if you want to stay in this bubble, everybody is in a weird white supremacist bubble within that sport. And it's really fucking crazy to see because lies everywhere, absolutely lies everywhere. So let's go from qualifying. Let's start there. 
People keep talking about, oh, Verstappen deserved to win. Verstappen deserved to win. No, no, we're not talking about deserve to win anything because he needed help all of the way. Left to his own devices between him and Hamilton, he was not winning. Even with Sergio Perez delaying Hamilton at one point and trying to hold him up, you still, you, you still ain't got it. So from qualifying, he got pole position. How did he get pole position? Because Sergio Perez had to help him. He had to tow him along using DRS. So he was using Sergio Perez's slipstream. Because, you know, if you're staying within another driver, the driver in front of you, if you're staying within their slip um, slipstream, um, so you have to be a certain distance from them. So you're, it's not like you're in their dirty air. You're in like their nice air. They've already cut the air for you and you're staying close behind them. So you can go as fast as you need to go um, to get the time that you want to get. Um, it's all about aerodynamics, right? So... Um, Perez had to tow him along at qualifying for him to get that fast time that he got because he was using Perez's slipstream to make that time. So that's happened. And then Perez also in the race, he now has to, when um, Hamilton pitted, (coughs) I think it was when Hamilton pitted, he then tried to delay Hamilton, um, you know, by obviously the same thing that Alonso did, trying to delay him to allow for Max Verstappen to catch up behind Eventually, Hamilton overtook him anyway, um, but it just meant that he'd um, bought Verstappen more time. So on his own, Verstappen wasn't doing much. He really was not. So um, also, he flat spotted his tyre, his medium compound tyres during qualifying because obviously he's not good at tyre management. He's a wonky driver. He's a wonky driver. That's really the only way that you're flat spotting your tyres. Um, so his medium compounds were affected. So he, he wasn't trying to rely on those for the race. So that meant that he needed to start on soft tires and you know, that soft tires, soft compound tires means that you can go that much quicker, but they degrade like the tire um, degradation is much quicker usually. So even though he was on pole position, he had the softs on, um, Lewis was on medium compound tires, I believe. And he was in, um, P2. So he was starting slightly behind him, eight meters behind him. In fact, um, even with all of that, Hamilton got a strong lead and started blowing, absolutely blowing. After about 10 laps, Verstappen was already complaining about, oh, my tyres, my tyres. Um, again, you're shit at tyre management. So, um, yeah, it's just even before that, six turns in, Hamilton, um, Verstappen's already trying to take Hamilton out. So Hamilton has to go wide to avoid a collision. So he goes wide and then comes back onto the track still ahead of Verstappen. And then I say, no, well, he needs to give the place back because, um, you know, uh, what is it? Verstappen didn't leave the track. So he needs to give the place back. And the FIA said no investigation necessary because Hamilton did slow up. The bitch just could not catch up. So we keep it moving. And I think that that's the way that it needed to be. No investigation necessary. And of course, they were already saying, of course, the FIA would, of course, the FIA would say, of course, that would be the decision again against me. Shut up. You look like you've got too many teeth in your mouth, fraggle. Anyway, um... So the race carried on, no investigation. Um, Bottas, on the other hand, went from third place, P3, to eighth. <laughs> mm, pardon me. Which just sums it up, really. Lewis had, has, to, has had to do the majority of this championship by himself. Whether it's poor calls from his strategy team 
or Bottas just not being there to help and at times even being an enemy of progress he's had to kind of do this on his own imagine if he had Bottas to help him the way that um Verstappen had Perez to help him it would be a whole different situation but anyway Bottas is going to Alfa Romeo next year so he can go and do his Higgy Hagar with them that's fine anyway by lap 13 Lewis is already 5.6 seconds ahead imagine that five point six seconds ahead by lap 13 you weren't going to catch the guy um so uh like i said you'd already complained about his tires and whatever else but that's your business um so they uh like i said they used um perez i'm just going through my notes they used perez to slow hamilton down and um, so Verstappen could catch up um because he was stuck behind carlos signs for a little while as well but Carlos signs actually he did well didn't he he ended up um taking podium as well he got third on podium because it was absolutely wild for everybody by um lap 24 bottas has moved up to third place but that's because he hasn't pitted yet um he goes to pit and basically comes out in ninth um and i just don't know what's tell you about him Kimi Raikkonen went sliding like he was on dancing on ice um so they had to retire his car because he damaged his front wing so he didn't even you know in his final race because he's retiring um in his final race he didn't actually even finish the race I don't think any no no Alfa Romeo car actually finished this race because um Antonio Giovinazzi he was out as well now all of this is good because nobody's getting away everybody's doing what they need to do they're taking themselves out um, on the side even George Russell I think his power unit went in his um, car so that Williams car had to be um, retired and in fact the next Williams car was also retired in terms of Nicholas Latifi but what I'm saying is that up until Nicholas Latifi everybody was doing their madness and coming off the track or their car fucking up and we only had to deal with a virtual safety car but even a virtual safety car wasn't too he wasn't affecting Hamilton too much and they didn't let him pit which is another thing and they said that they didn't want to risk pitting him because he would lose track position and then it would be much harder for him to gain that track position again so basically what they were saying by that is that there was not enough distance between um Lewis and I guess Verstappen maybe even Perez at a particular point that if he pitted it would be guaranteed that he would come out ahead of them he wouldn't so they took the risk and was like okay you need to stay out meanwhile Verstappen was going in 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 to change his I think he did three pits um and then finally changed to his soft tires again I think um to finish off the, the the rest of the race but as I was saying Nicholas Latifi respectfully fuck you fuck you because you now went and crashed and then a literal um, physical safety car had to come out and so fine a physical safety car had to come out bearing in mind that because Hamilton was doing so well he was about to lap other drivers that um, the drivers that were at the back of the grid basically um or you know back back of the race he was about to lap them or who are technically are they at the front of their race anyway he was about to lap these drivers and he did he got through them he needed to do what needed to be done he got through the drivers that he was about to that he was gonna lap which meant that Verstappen 11 seconds or so behind he would also need to get behind these people but then the the physical safety car the actual real safety car came out and for that reason um Verstappen was behind five of those drivers that still needed to be lapped but for some reason the FIA and Michael Massey ruled that um that it was fine that they could uh, that those lot could overtake the safety car when initially they said that oh no 
those cars can't um, um, overtake the safety car so Verstappen would have to stay behind those five cars for the last couple of laps and work his way through them uh, because the safety car was taking them lap after lap so it meant that we basically had one lap left right and so they said no Verstappen's gonna have to work his way through those cars the same way Hamilton had to but they decided at the last minute literally changed the rules in front of our face and said actually no those cars can unlap themselves so they can go ahead of the safety car but if that's the case then all the other cars behind Verstappen should have done the same thing they should have also been able to unlap themselves but it was specifically these five cars that got to go ahead which meant that um Hamilton and um Verstappen are now neck and neck and then there's one lap left and they've got to race each other but now remember that Hamilton's been on these old tires for most of the race and Verstappen's gone in been doing his higgy hagger and he's changed his tires so he has more of an advantage and I could tell that Lewis did not want to crash right so they're racing neck and neck and boom Verstappen wins the race all because of what because they decided to change the rules at the last minute if Hamilton had to go through those cars um that he was lapping why didn't Verstappen also have to go through those cars why because you wanted him to win because this myth of the at one point they even called him like the white savior this myth of like white men being superior had really been fucked with because of Hamilton's, all of Hamilton's wins. That was so unfair. It was so underhanded. Like everybody knew that it was done. And I'm so fucking pissed off at all the people who were booing Hamilton also in Abu Dhabi. Fuck you, you fucking dickheads. Fuck all of you. Because there's no real reason, except for your racism. There's really no real reason. It's absolutely just fucking wild. Like... I'm so disappointed. And even Toto saying like, rah, you could feel it. He knew he knew that they were going to try a thing and they surely did like oh wow 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 they were doing strategy doing strategy doing strategy fine um anyway in terms of um what was i saying alfa romeo um their last race none of them both of them didn't finish williams they didn't finish um but next season at alfa romeo will be valtteri bottas and Zhu, who started is it zhao he'll be starting um with them and he's the first um chinese driver to make it into f1 so that'll be very interesting um yeah i'm just incensed i'm just incensed because okay fine Mercedes won the constructors championship so they won their eighth um, constructors championship fine but it was meant to be a double win and pretty much Hamilton had it in the bag if they'd kept it the way that they needed to keep it in terms of um Verstappen being behind those five cars Hamilton would have won because he led for the entirety of the race except for when they decided to change the rule at the last minute and that's what I mean about white supremacy always shifting the goalposts to suit them and you know I've started following a few more people who are kind of really immersed in that F1 world and it's even interesting to see how they go about talking about it because you can see that a lot of them are in the sunken place and they want to tell themselves that they believe that this is just racing and this is how it is it's not it's not because the and even how um, Verstappen with the help of his father are starting starting to shift the narrative of what's going on he started saying things like oh um the FIA have something against me why am I treated differently to all of the other drivers you see that it's a weird mind game it's psychological warfare that's taking place where they're like 
oh no, Verstappen's hard done by. No, he's not. But he's thinking, well, if Hamilton's going to say that he's hard done by, I'm going to say it too. Fine. And so to me, it just feels very, very anti-black. They could not afford for Hamilton to get eight um, um, championship titles or, you know, his eighth world championship titles and surpass Michael Schumacher. Um, They weren't going to have it. And they tried to um, shroud it in, oh, we just wanted them to... pardon me we just wanted them to race in a final lap no no there was no racing to be done in the final lap because hamilton was already 11 seconds behind ahead of the fucker there was no racing to be done and the reason that i guess mercedes did not want to bring hamilton in is because if they had stopped the race and i feel like they would have if hamilton had gone in to change his tires because of um that crash that nicholas latifi had i promise you that's when they would have said okay race done and then um, hamilton would have come out what second or third or something um and you know they would have loved that but the strategists i think that they had a point where they were like no you need to stay out you need to stay out and you know fine you know you win some you lose some but like I said in the tarot earlier I still have every belief that Hamilton is going to get his um eighth world championship and he's going to break that record and um there's no one that's going to be able to stop him you know and it's a testament to his great driving because there was a certain point where we thought that the championship was already done you know, we already thought it was done because um, Red Bull was so dominant for so many races and, you know, stuff started shifting. It shifted to the extent that um, Verstappen is there looking at um, the DRS functionality in um, Hamilton's car because, you know, they were worrying. They were thinking, how did he get to go so fast? You're not going to catch them like that. You're not going to catch them slipping again like that next season. I promise you, you won't. And maybe Spirit wants me to be there for the eighth win. Maybe because I promise you I'm going to be insufferable. I am going to be absolutely fucking insufferable. The same way Christian Horner was trying a thing by going outside of um, uh, Mercedes hospitality waiting for for um, Toto Wolf. Move because that guy will box you in your head. He'll, he's taller than you. He's more muscular than you. He brushes his teeth regularly. He'll box you in your head. Like. It's just it's just a mess so one could say you know from the way that the championship had been going you know what Verstappen fine but I would hate to have won in that way because you didn't win it was given to you and he was like oh I'm so lucky um that no I for once the luck has gone my way are you a fucking idiot the luck has gone your way constantly constantly because they wanted you to be the golden boy that would finally knock Lewis Hamilton off his pedestal but lightning won't strike the same Troy place twice baby I promise you that it's just absolutely infuriating because by no means should he have won that. If I'm 11 seconds in front of someone and there are five cars between us, when we start the race again, you need to stay behind those five cars because I, so what was the point of Hamilton getting that 11 second lead? What was the point then? He should have just stayed, you know, at the, at, at the starting grid. What was the point then? Like, it's disgusting how they really swung that in Verstappen's favour. And I just think his dad is the most vile man ever. Um, him and his t-shirt, that looked too tight for him. Um, but yeah, everyone was celebrating. But you're celebrating off a stolen championship. And I would hope that um, Mercedes will contest it. They should contest it because the rules make no fucking sense. And if next season a similar thing happens and it's in Hamilton's favour, nobody should say a motherfucking thing they shouldn't say a motherfucking thing but i know that he must be so gutted but 
you know he's become he's become so media trained he's showing such grace um you know he was very gracious he stayed on the podium the whole time for the win unlike Max Verstappen last week when he decided to storm off um Hamilton stayed on the podium he congratulated him said he's an amazing driver said this said that um obviously that's the only point that Verstappen can now be gracious because he's finally won and oh Lewis is an amazing driver and you know if he wasn't so amazing it would not have made this season so good and it pushed me it should have pushed you over the bridge that's what it should have done should have pushed you off a bike them bikes that you lot like to go down in your villages should have pushed you off your bike you dickhead like I'm just not impressed I'm not impressed and I'm not gonna be doing up oh um reporting in a professional manner I'm not professional in that sense more profesh but in this case I'm not professional do you get me like classless people having the last laugh makes me sick to my stomach but you know it's fine it's the same way when um it's the same way that when 2016 when Nico Rosberg who was Lewis Hamilton's teammate at uh, Mercedes the same way that he won that year and they just tried to do everything to frustrate Lewis Hamilton fine have your one win have your one win baby it's more than your father ever got it's more than your father ever fucking got so have your win but just know that they're coming back and they're coming back hard for next season that Hamilton has signed on to 2023 don't make that guy leave with nine world championships because you pissed him off in this year just watch but just commendable driving by Hamilton I know that he was nervous the whole time he kept asking for updates as the race was going on but he honestly had it until these um bad mind people intervened these fucking demons intervened and tried to fuck it up um because at that point really they once Nicholas Latifi crashed they should have stopped the race and then that's it Hamilton's won done because by that point he was already he'd kept the um, lead for so long what is the issue and Verstappen is celebrating and I just feel sick to my stomach but at the same time weirdly I'm hopeful because he's gonna get his eighth he is and while I believe that Angie Angela Cullen has been amazing thus far giving him that support that he needs really helping him to center himself working on his body working on his diet making him plant-based all of that stuff cool but for the next week uh, for the next win you're gonna need a bit more aggression and honestly that's when I come in because you can't let man take you for idiot and that's what's been happening and that needs to stop you can do all the media training that you like you can do all the gracious things that you like to do but these lot are moving sneaky all of the time and I just hate the pretense like the pretense mode that everybody goes in in order to prove their point it was just extremely anti-black as far as I'm concerned and I was tweeting that only for a white woman to view my mentions talking about oh I just think that they just wanted um, an exciting race for the end I don't think it has anything to do with race if you don't shut the fuck up you thin-lipped bitch shut the fuck up don't enter into my mentions telling me anything about you don't think it this is a PSA for every white person don't ever in your life think that you will ever come to explain to me what is and isn't racist I never fucking asked you. You will never know what it is. So your opinion is null and void. Shut the fuck up. Oh, I don't think it was that. I don't think it had anything to do with the race. I just think that, you know, they just wanted them to race until the... Shut up. And I said, wait, are you telling me as a white woman what it is and what it isn't? Oh, no, I was just saying... Yeah, keep your opinions out of my mentions. I don't want to hear it only for then somebody else to respond to them and they were like oh well um 
you know, actually, I'm just tired of this whole white woman narrative. I come from the most oppressed countries in the world. Fuck off. White people, fuck off with you and your most oppressed country in the world. Shut the fuck up. We're so fucking bored. We're so fucking bored of you rewriting history and shifting goalposts. Fuck off. Go and fucking slow wine on a knife. Fuck off. Don't fucking care. I'm so fucking pissed off. Because that is just a perfect example of the way that no matter what you do as a black person, biracial, whatever, no matter what you do to get, um, you know, biracial with black heritage in this case, no matter what you do to overcome all of the odds, when it looks like you're overcoming them odds too much, they shift the goalpost a little bit. Like, nah, ah, 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 you're doing too much. Like, I'm going to move that again. I see that in my day-to-day life which is why I'm saying it hurts so much. I gave the example earlier, like you lot said, oh no, it's a follow account. When you have a follow account, then you'll, you know, when you have a high follow account, then you'll get this, then you'll get that. Okay. Now I have more followers than them people. Why am I still not getting that? Why? Why? Because there are people with less followers than me who are either white and or black, um, black men, um, who, they get the platform to talk about the things that they want to talk about. But then me, I have to jump through every hoop. And then on top of that, be nice, be likable on top of that. I don't want to be likable. I don't want to be palatable. I told you I'm spicy. I'm fucking spicy. And it's going to stay that way. I am gutted. I'm just so gutted. And I know that Lewis will take it on the chin. But what really annoyed me is that then these trolls, (coughs) are in my mentions on his page because he put up a post the night before the race and I said oh you've got this and obviously I've come back to say no he didn't he lost to Max ha 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 I hate when trolls can message me or or um or at me I just like don't talk to me don't fucking talk to me go away but um overall the race ended with Max Verstappen in his un um in his illegitimate first place Hamilton finished second. Carlos Sainz for Ferrari finished third. Yuki Tsunoda, my little bab, my little baby, finished in fourth. Imagine that's the highest place that he's finished, I think, this year. Big up yourself, Yuki. Uh, Pierre Gasly finished in fifth place. Valtteri Bottas finished sixth. Imagine that. Um, um, Perez actually had to retire from the race from what I can see. No, no, he finished. Oh, yeah, he didn't finish. That's, uh, that's what I said. Um, Sergio Perez didn't finish the race. Ha, ha, ha. Um yeah it's wild um Fernando Alonso finished eighth Lando Norris finished seventh he drove a really good race Lando Norris um Charles Leclerc Charles they call him Charles Leclerc he finished 10th and Sebastian Vettel finished 11th um Daniel Ricciardo finished 12th and Lance Stroll finished 13th um Mick Schumacher finished 14th um where Perez Latifi Giovinazzi Russell and Raikkonen did not finish um but you know what it's sad that we have to say that on the plus side, at, um, at least um, Max Verstappen didn't like um, throw Hamilton into a wall. But if you consider all of the things that Hamilton has had to overcome this year, Verstappen literally driving on top of his head, like so many things. And he still kept it cute the whole time. I know that he's just going to disappear from socials um, until he has to return for the new season in March. I know that he's just going to be gone for a bit or just be really sporadic with when people see him. Um, And you know what? Rightfully so. Just go and do your thing. It's enough. And I just know that so many people will be gloating. I'm glad glad that his dad was there to hug him. We really thought that he had it in a bag, um, but white supremacy had um, different ideas. Um, And you know, it just sucks, but delay is not denial. 
delay is not denial and I believe that he will eventually get his things um and I pray that I'll be there in person to see it god willing uh, so that's that for start your motors i think uh, let's jump to straw of the week aka suck your mum my first straw of the week goes out to jussie smollett or smollett as they call him jussie is the guy that was in um empire the series um who last year said that he he said that he was attacked by some maga you know make america great again some maga um racist i mean you have to be racist to be maga anyway but he said that he was attacked by these um racists and it turned out actually that it was a hoax so the jury have decided that jussie smollett um he's um brother to junie is a journey smollett the woman that is always in them slavery films the mixed race she or the light-skinned woman that's always in them slavery films i think she was in underground and the great debaters and you know if there's a film set back in the day she'll be there lightly shining um but yeah as for her brother jussie um they have ruled that he conduct he conducted a dry run with the um, nigerian guys that he paid to attack him um and i think that they said that he did that that his motive was the fact that he wanted the production or the team at um empire um to provide him with security and they said that they wouldn't so i guess he wanted to force them to provide him security by creating a fake attack that was racially allegedly racially and um homophobically motivated and it's just really sad that he would do this i think it's just disgusting i think it's embarrassing just you could suck your mother you absolutely you absolute dickhead because you set so many conversations back and you can see how excited all of these fucking racists are now because they're just like yes see see he was lying the whole time look at all of you liberals that believed him he was lying the whole time now they're gonna have this to draw on whenever anybody else talks about being um attacked um because of their race or because of their sexuality they'll be like ah well are you sure that that happened because we found that just you know the same way that whenever you're talking about you know trigger warning sexual assault whenever you're talking about rape people will be like oh yeah but sometimes the victims quote-unquote lie but those who have lied the the stats are so negligible it's hardly anybody and they face serious time for lying but still people insist on referring to that all of the time and so by giving them this it just makes life a lot worse and somebody added me and they were like yeah but the people who um were never going to believe weren't ever going to believe in the first place so whether this exists or not um doesn't matter while you think you have a point you really don't because yes they may have been always they may have always been committed to not believing any sort of attack they now have something that they can refer to and say well no because look at what this um actor did look at what this celebrity did it's absolutely disgusting i'm so disappointed like he fully lied he fully asked them to come on board and you nigerian guys will you ever know sense will you ever know will you ever lack shame or in fact you lack shame will you ever not lack shame like oh they at one point they even tried to take the story to oh no i wasn't ever met i wasn't ever messaging him to help me stage an attack i was messaging him because he was my personal trainer and he was going to get me some herbs from nigeria to make me stronger i said yeah ogun you want to go and get ogun to ah wow 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 look at them just lying on us just lying on us nigerians
just giving Nigerians a bad rep. Disgusting. Um, it's, uh, wow. It's just sad. It's just sad that, like, all you can see are people going, yeah, well, you know, he lied and now we can question everything. Um, they found him guilty on five counts of staging racist anti-gay attack in Chicago and lying to the police. Like, And I know some people were like, well, you know, I knew that story was off from the moment that we were getting the descriptions and he was walking around with a noose on his neck and, and he said that they shouted all of these things. And it was just like, wow, they really had a long time to be able to say all of these things to you while putting your noose around your head while pouring bleach over you it just seems like a lot was going on it seems like a badly written script but i would never feel bad for believing the victim i will never ever feel bad even if my trust is betrayed i'll never feel bad i will i will always rather work from a place of believing the victim than not because so many people work the other way and that's why injustice continues to thrive so just see smollett you can suck your mother you fucking idiot because you really played yourself and you played a lot of other people in the process you're a dickhead um and then i guess my last um straw of the week it's a very quick one, actually. The officers that um, took pictures of Nicole and Bibber Henry, Nicole Smallman and Bibber Henry's body, um, bodies when, you know, they died last year, the two police officers have been sentenced to two years and nine months in um, jail. It says her two metropolitan police officers who took sick photos of two sisters who were murdered um, have been jailed for two years and nine months. Uh, PC Dennis Jaffa, 47, and PC Jamie Lewis, 33, were instructed to guard the crime scene after the bodies of the sisters, Biba Henry and Nicole Smallman, were found last June in Frank Country Park in Wembley, northwest London. Um, as a tribunal last month, Jaffa and Lewis were found guilty of gross misconduct after it was revealed they had left the cordon they were instructed to guard and took inappropriate and unauthorised pictures of the sisters' bodies and shared them on WhatsApp and called them dead birds. Lewis even superimposed his face onto a picture with the victims in the background. The pair, uh, the pair appeared at the Old Bailey today, well, the other day, and were sentenced by Judge Mark Lucraft for misconduct, uh, misconduct in a public office. That's the same thing that they need to do to Boris Johnson and Matt Hancock. Um, Jaffa, 47, of Hornchurch, East London, and Lewis, 33, from Colchester, Essex, and will serve half of their sentence in custody and the other half whilst they are on remand um, on license. Lewis had previously denied taking pictures when he was arrested and was dismissed from the Metropolitan Police at last month's tribunal hearing. Jaffa resigned as a police officer following the incident on the um, on the 18th of August. He was told he would have um, also been dismissed um, if he hadn't left the force. So I, I imagine that he resigned so he could keep his pension, right? Anyway, Miss Henry, 46, and her sister, Miss Smallman, 27, suffered um, multiple stab injuries um, at Frank Country Park in northwest London in the early hours of June 6, 2020. They had been at the park with friends to celebrate Miss Henry's birthday at around 7pm on June 5th. The sisters' bodies were found together the following morning in the Wembley Park. Um, Danielle Hussein, 19, was found guilty of the sisters' murders earlier this year and was jailed for life with a minimum term of 35 years. I personally think that the two years and nine months or whatever the fuck that they gave those police officers isn't long enough because clearly, as we've seen, they're only going to serve half of that and then they get to wander around. Okay, they'll be on um, license or whatever, but still 
I just feel like they deserve way more than um, just those two years and however many months. But fine, whatever. At least something was done. But R.I.P. Um, Bibber Henry and Nicole Smallman. Um, so just so sad. But a big straw goes out to Dennis Jaffa and that other Jamie Lewis. You can all suck your mothers for eternity and may you rot, even if you don't um, get to rot in jail rot wherever you are you dumb fucks um so i guess that's that for this week's episode of sym uh you can follow me on at kolechnikov or at say your mind pod you can send your messages to and voice notes to sym at kolechnikov.com um you can join the patreon community at uh, patreon.com forward slash kolechnikov um thanks to better help and skillshare for sponsoring the episode god i'm just so ugh, so gutted but it is what it is. We move. Thank you so, so much for listening. Um, I've been Kalechi Okafo and this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right. Suck your mum Red Bull. Peace. It's the Ben's Brunani woman is baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sippy. Yo. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something, you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind.